Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Welcome, FBL players. Hey, how's it going? We are back. It's yeah, Rob. Rob and Yanis. And we're here for a very special episode. Indeed. Because it's it's the normal game week um, reflections, let's call it. It's more poetic. Yeah, I like that. But we also will talk about the transfers. Mm-hmm. This is transfer deadline day. It's the, it's the Christmas day for all football fans where, you know, you all get your... Uh, your presence on your wish list or not, as the case may be in some, well, specifically for this transfer window, which has been particularly quiet. Yeah, we're looking, we're going to be a lot on social media and mm-hmm. on the website. Not paying much attention to what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> but in the meantime, um, how was your week, Rob? So yeah, my week, uh, again, it's been, I have been smooth sailing. I have been within, I think, within about five points every single week so far. I think I've got about 50 points of, okay, between 49 and 56 points for all four game weeks so far. So I'm consistent. Uh, And I wouldn't say consistently bad, I'd just say consistent. yeah, no one expected this game again, I think. No one expected uh, the champions to lose 7-1 to uh, a team of Aston Villa's, 7-2 to Aston Villa's stature. Um, and even the wildest Spurs fans would never have said that Spurs would have beaten Man United, let alone to have beat them in a comprehensive manner. Um, and of course, you know, your James Rodriguez uh, fantasy play, uh, players that telling everyone that spent the entirety of last week saying you know what he's the assister of the assist so i was one of them i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> so yeah how did you do Alice? i did okay unexpectedly okay uh points wise but mm-hmm. if you take out two of my players which were uh, salah in that Horrible game, and Kane, maybe McCarthy as well. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. All Kane, the rest Kane, were, were. I mean, at, up until Sunday, I had six points, I think, so eight, something like that. Yeah. It was it was really bad. I had Trossard with uh, an assist, which I don't mm-hmm. even know if it should be considered as an assist, because yeah. it was Pickford doing his magic. It's beautiful. It was a Pickford assist. It was a Pickford assist. Beautiful Pickford assist. When I was watching it, I was saying, oh, please, give it to Trossard, although I know he doesn't deserve it. (laughs) But other than that, it was bad. TAA, Robertson, (laughs) minus one. Taylor, one. Um, I lost my sheet now. (laughs) Wait. Rashford, two. Podence, three. That was a yeah. an extra one. 
Jimenez, yeah, two. Mitrovic, two. So nothing, but Salah was my captain. So remember, guys, what we keep saying about captaincies. If you have the right player as a captain, I mean, in, in this horrible weekend, a player with 13 points suddenly gave me 26 because he was my captain and cleared yeah. me off with a total of 64 in a really yeah. bad week. Yeah, I think Salah is the king of the captaincies right now. He's just such a safe player to put that, that armband on. He really is. Uh, I think he's the third, it's the third time I've captained him. He got as many points as the entire team combined uh, in his own score, which is ridiculous. We just read that Man United signed Cavani after all. Whoa, we'll we'll look into it. Until after we've done our speech. We will look <laughs> into <done> it. <laughs> yeah, it's just that, you know, because it's live and we want to have... Exciting, the... exciting. Yeah. Exactly. So, do you want to have a quick run on your players? Yeah, so... That's an, that's if it's amazing. not painful yeah, enough. Eight minutes ago, Edison Cavalli signed. Uh, that's amazing, yeah. So, yeah, I got... I had McCarthy in goal who got a solid nine points. Minus one on Robertson, very sad. Taylor got one, which is quite sad because he didn't get the clean sheet and Burnley got smashed a little bit. Justin, Leicester got smashed a little bit. Davis was probably my least favourite person on this game week because I had him on the bench and I had Basuma first off the bench with the nine points from the, the day before. And I had a feeling Davis wouldn't start because he played so much in the week. And I was right. And then Mourinho decided to bring him on in the 80th or so minute to get some, you know, just to give some defensive solidarity to the team. And with a little bit of luck, he did get an assist. So rather than bringing in the one point, he brought in four for me. But it's not as good as Basuma's nine. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne was a particularly upsetting captain. Second in a row. Second in a row. I need to buck this trend because I need to, you know, give myself a team talk like Scott Parker and come straight back out the other side fighting for game week five with a with a captain that gets me points. Bruno Fernandes smashes in a, a penalty to get me six points, which was a great way to start that game. Um, Rodriguez really made this game week for me to go in on... Uh, the game week with 18 points, you know, on day one, uh, I was okay, whatever happened on day two of the game week. You were looking so and good then, after Saturday. That's how, how it works, isn't it? My Saturday teams play well. <laughs> <laughs> and then my Sunday teams really up disappoint, don't they? Uh, yeah, 18 points for Rodriguez, two goals, one assist, bonus points, you know, he was... The whole packet. Uh, yeah, he was everything I wanted from him. So, yeah. Shea Adams got me another two points, so I think he's going to be going out this week if he doesn't follow Werner out the door. So, yeah, Werner also got me two points. That was really upsetting. He just, he's not in the right headspace at the minute, and he might go away and play for Germany and come back in the right headspace, but... To be honest, if you had yeah. sold Werner to Jimenez, let's say, Oh, you would have exactly. taken a hit and taken exactly the same point. So, 
Exactly. So I, it was a good move. But yeah, Werner, the most exciting thing Werner did was he picked up the ball after Chelsea got their second penalty at 3-0 and he picked up the ball and I almost weed myself. I was so excited and he nicely walked over to Jorginho and gave him the ball to put down on the penalty spot. That should be considered as an assist. I was so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my God, this is his week. His moment's come. Did you have Abraham as well as an assist to the fourth one? Because he, did you see what yeah, happened? He, he grabbed the he, ball. He got the ball wrestled off him by Cesar Azpilicueta, didn't he? So she, he should have the assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And a bonus and then, point. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, ever reliable, came in and got me six points six he got me yeah came in got me six points i was really happy that at least someone came in the main story of my weekend was the fact that after the podcast where i said i had son on the field reports came out heavily stating that son might be involved um and i got massive cold feet expecting son to come on for the last 15 minutes of the game because he had a hamstring injury last weekend Supposedly. I didn't expect him to recover so quickly but obviously it was a bit of Mourinho mastery of the media where he was uh, clearly buttering everyone up and saying oh you know I don't know if I'm going to have him back it's really worrying uh, you know, so good at that. While. it's touch and go then there were stories that he might be back he might be fit he might be able to come on as a sub, he might be on the bench. So I put him last on my bench to make sure that if he came over 15 minutes and got one point, he wouldn't be on. And of course, Mourinho is conning the entire world and Son has one of the best games of this <coughs> season, but not the best game for the FBL no. players. But at least I owned him this game week. <laughs> Good game thing two, is, I, didn't, I sold him in game week two. His price is up. So, so at least I'm going to benefit got... from the price rise tonight. And, uh, yeah, at least I've got him, so I don't have to worry about how to get him into my team. Those I'm next so four fixtures are yeah, really good. West Ham next up, who were looking very good, weirdly. Um, but it was a team I expect Tottenham to slip up against, but still, looking quite good. With or without Bale? We'll see, won't we? He's not gone away to Wales with Wales, so there are hints that he might be back. But I don't think Mourinho can work any more magic with the gods. I think Mourinho is going to have to wait on Bale's fitness and yeah. you know play him when he's ready. But they're promising. Even for Madrid, even for Madrid, he wasn't playing like much to the end of last season. So when he eventually gets back, his you know, recovers from the injury, then he's going to have to get fitness back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. So, do you want to have a go on the, um, the games? Yeah. And did, you, uh, did you state exactly the points, or did you just... Uh, my total? Uh, I've forgotten what happened. My total was 64. Luckily, 64. Yeah. And I'm in 269 in total, which brings me in the amazingly pleasant position of being on 116k. 
which is remarkable. 116,000? Yeah. In overall ranks? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's that's the limit. That's the top. That's the ceiling. <laughs> to be fair, you're, you're smashing it. I'm uh, two and a half million. Okay. Overall. <laughs> I was listening but to the, the Planet a... Planet FBL and they're like three and a half million or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really unpredictable. It's, it's a... Everyone was saying it's penalties for the last week and there wasn't really a controversial penalty this week. Was there, that I can remember? I don't think so. I think the referees were all aware of the amount of wild penalties that happened last week. They didn't give any of them this week. They didn't, they didn't give any of them. They gave a relatively controversial yellow card, red card to yeah. Martial. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't think it affected the game too much. I think Spurs were 3-1 up and were playing well with that. Um, they were, in my opinion... They were 2-1 up and they scored okay. a minute after that, the third. Okay. Just for the but sake of it. I think Lamella's reaction wasn't right. And I, you know, I agree when the fans, specifically Arsenal fans... I've been hearing, I've been saying, you know, Lamella, you know, gets an Oscar for acting there. But I think the card was coming before Lamella had even gone down. You know, the referee saw Martial slap him. He didn't go to the VAR originally, saw Martial slap him and gave the red card. It wasn't, a, oh, there's a player gone down. Look at the VAR. Da -da 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 -da. Red card. It was a... You just I've just watched you slap someone in the penalty, you know, in your, the opposite penalty area, but still, there's straight red card. Lamella did elbow him in the face, but the action doesn't warrant a reaction. And you know, we all saw David Beckham in, you know, the World Cup in '98, kick out exactly. Simeone. It's it's the kicking out, it's the reacting that gets the red card. The action can warrant a yellow card. I agree. Um, Potentially, it was dangerous enough for a red card, but the referee decided on the day that it wasn't. So, yeah. um, I think justice, for me, it was a fairly moot point. For Martial, Lamella was, was clever. Yeah. And Martial sadly lacked a bit of that. I agree, I agree. Shall we start from that game? I mean, why, why take it in order we can we can yeah. choose the order right yeah cool we're not really regimented it's it's one of those cases that away games can become easier for spurs because yeah. they find so much space and the the energy and the pace of son and the completely I think that Kane is amazing, hasn't been looking that good for years now. In in two, the way two or three seasons, yeah. Yeah. And the way that he actually stays in an upright position, looking everywhere and he's he's more of an a play a playmaker right now than Yeah, we don't we don't deserve the player of his quality, you know. We don't we don't deserve him. He he's one of those players that 
old Tottenham would have sold a long time ago. But because of the Pochettino momentum, uh, where we got close to you know, Leicester in 2016 and Champions League spots, he stayed because we've been returning for him as a club. And I think for that, you know, you've got to thank Pochettino. But now the way he's playing under Mourinho is exactly what you want from him. You know, he's leading, he sees everything on the pitch, he sees those passes. When he goes down, he's got a bit of that, you know, quick free kick attitude where he's not sleeping at any time. Yeah. And it's exactly what is a joy to watch. And it's it's very good for him and for FBL managers who have him. The fact that he's got so many shots, constantly able to score. Was it with Newcastle, yeah. I think, where uh, he had like five, six shots from outside the box. He's always, yeah. always uh, an imminent, like you would expect him to score at any time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's always been, you know, a bit like Salah, where, you know, he seemed to be a little bit greedy, but that is because he is the best sort of outfield player at the club and he is, you know, the player that, you know, dominates that sort of, um, uh, yeah, he, he dominates the, the team, really. The and team as a captain. around him. So he is allowed to take those shots and no one will really say, you know, why are you taking that shot? You should have passed to me. They're like, fair play. You're a good enough player to do that. You know? And he's passing enough now. And now he's adding assists to his game as well, which is... He's got more assists than brilliant. goals, hasn't he? I think it's he's on six assists. Six and six? Oh, it's because of the, the hat-trick in the Europa. Four and... Oh, I don't know. I don't know overall, but Premier League, I think he's on six. Assists. Six assists, but he's got less goals. He's got four, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But we're talking about Son and Kane, which mm -hmm. with Bale might prove to be <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah. But the goal of the of the game was Aurier. I mean, that, Aurier's goal, that yeah. passing... Hoiberg the pass, the one-touch pass from Hoiberg that completely went inside the fullback. Oh, we. Sorry, I lost you. Oh. Were you that impressed by the pass? And you. <laughs> I know. We, you're back. Yeah. Uh, internet from Germany must be quite slow. That's fine. So yeah, that that goal was really impressive, and uh, I know that people are laughing with the Maguire's reaction to the first goal. <laughs> what was that? I, I cannot understand why the captain of the Man United team decides to rugby tackle Luke Shaw to get him off the ball. Luke Shaw goes down like any normal human would under that amount of pressure because he thinks it's coming from an attacking player. And then he realises it's coming from his own captain. He's like, what? And the ball's in the back of the net and Tangi Ndombele scores. That, that was absolutely... Do you remember that Chelsea game where, was it Cahill and Terry that were marking each other in a corner? 
Yeah, maybe. So this maybe is even worse because they didn't tackle each other. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it was, hilarious. It was very, very hilarious. And actually, a lot of Man United fans are very upset with Maguire at the minute. And they're, you know, they spent 80 million on him. And ever since they've signed him, he's been a shadow of the player he was at Leicester. Yeah. And Hull even. He was, he was a decent player at Hull. Yep. So, shall we move on to the other big shock yes. of the day? Uh, Everton beating Brighton. That is, for me, <laughs> <laughs> Bright City. Well, one of the Riot Cities. Uh, yeah, Villa, Villa Liverpool was uh, an amazing game. Absolutely amazing. Ollie Watkins had three brilliant, you know, three really good goals. And finally, I can say, Yanis, you were right with that call. I think we can that, add him on the watch list. <laughs> yeah, not that I, I never thought that he was a bad call. I know what you mean. Just, it, he was always the one where I was like, you know, between Bamford and him, Bamford's the one with returns. And he's not, he hasn't scored yet. Apparently he three. can score. Yeah. He almost scored a fourth. He had a post, yeah. but like... <laughs> yeah. I have to say, really, in that game, the the scoreline, however ridiculous this sounds, was a bit un, was unfair to Liverpool. The three deflected goals. Yeah. Adrian was didn't have his best game, but those goals, there's not much you can do about those goals. And any other day, none of them would have gone in, and it would have it would have been four two, but. By that point, you know, yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those days that everything goes wrong, and you end up yeah. with a disaster rather than yeah. a just bad day. The most important thing I think to take away from that is that Liverpool without Allison are completely. You know, Adrian are humans. So many opportunities where exactly had so many opportunities where he should have gone long. You know, Gomez didn't have his finest game. You know. There were the goal where they gave away where Adrian passes to Gomez and Gomez and they gave it gave it away that way. Gomez should be going wider to you know take that stress away from the pass so that Grealish isn't two steps away from Gomez. They really need to they you know he, he's got a goalkeeping coach to learn what to do. He doesn't need me, but he made a lot of bad decisions in that game and. Liverpool are going to miss Alisson for the next six weeks? Yes, but two of them are not even... I mean, game weeks, I don't think it's going to be more than three, to be honest. Okay. So, it's something to think about, the defence. And I also believe that... uh, I I don't remember the fixtures, but still, I think that with... This situation now, Liverpool will attack even more. So mm-hmm. even if they concede, which they will, you might have much more uh, attacking returns from your defenders, from the Liverpool mm-hmm. defenders, because you know it's never going to happen again. Yeah, you might have them now getting crossed and having scoring four or five goals in the next games. Yeah, so. And- not having Mane was 
a big loss because he does a lot of defensive work. He is everywhere on the pitch. Yeah. And Josh has just come in. He doesn't know the systems. If you look at the way uh, Klopp plays, there's a lot of very clever, you know, uh, triangles that he specifically sets up traps where you know they they trap you into thinking you can come forwards and then they all mark the specific players and it's very well drilled team and it has taken him about five years to get this unit working how he wants it and it's a beauty to watch when it does work but when you bring someone like jotter in who's not the best in marking anyway sorry who's not the best in in defense anyway no no. But, yeah, it's it's a crazy year, and we should be... I think it happens a lot, and the, the FPL could be a guide to this. Don't really get stressed or so influenced by one event or one yeah. good game. I mean, the, the fact about Son, he plays a bad game, they sell him. He plays a good game. They buy him again. He's off. They buy. You have to think a bit more in the long term. And Liverpool oh, is not going to concede three or four goals every game. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's a big argument as well with fixtures. It's the, the form fixtures argument. Loads of people at the start of the season in the FPL community were planning on selling Son for game week two for Bruno Fernandes to get their Manchester United assets that was going to sit in there and score all the points. And, I mean, I was bloody well, I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got rid of, you know, you get rid of Son in game week two because he is the price point to move you up to that, that position. But actually, there are some players that you don't need to think about selling because they will get you points in every game. And it's exactly, remember what I've been telling you, it's my my thought this year, why mm-hmm. sell midfielders who score to buy mm-hmm. players who assist and yeah. occasionally score? I mean, Fernandez yeah. maybe is an exception because he's got the penalties, mm-hmm. but Son is an attacker. Salah yeah. is an attacker. Aubameyang yeah. is an attacker. I mean, he's not yeah. doing well. But I don't understand why sell Aubameyang to get even KDB, who is probably really the best. Especially mm. since they've moved them to the midfielders now, all those mm-hmm. players. If they score, they get even more points. Yeah. I, I think it's a very, very valid um, argument. And actually, it's something that everyone had thought previously about Kevin De Bruyne. You know, they had loved watching him and they had loved having him, you know, near their fantasy team, but they wouldn't ever have him in until that season last season where he moved on to penalties and he started scoring. He started playing a much more advanced role because City weren't playing well in some games and they needed someone of his stature to drag him through those games. I mean, he's 28, 29 now, so he, he really knows his way around the pitch and actually knows how to get forwards and he's developed a lot more confidence with scoring but I still think you're right that Salah is infinitely the better option because on a bad day Salah still scores two goals and on a bad day uh, KDB 
and Fernandez don't score. And remember, I didn't even think of Salah until one week before the okay. the, the, the yeah. they begin. But now I'm I'm seriously thinking to hold him for good. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, even if he blanks, he's gonna blank in a couple of games. Yes. But when he scores, he will return. Mm, exactly. So think of this before. I mean, KDB, I love him, but I still haven't got him because I'm thinking of all this. I'm thinking twice. Yeah. Bruno, I had him at the end of last year, and I captained him often. I liked him a lot. Still, I'm not getting him. I would think more of getting Son. That's why I got Rashford yeah. instead of KDB, yeah. instead of uh, Bruno. It didn't work. Yeah. But that's my theory. That's my strategy. No, I think I think it's a good, uh, you know, philosophy philosophy to have and to work with because I think, yeah, Fernandez, they are these players that will drop deeper to try and save the the team and to try and create something. You know, you will see Fernandez dropping between the two centre backs to pick up the ball and create something. You're never going to see Salah there. Salah is, Salah is never going to be that player that runs back, stands in between uh, Van Dijk and Gomez and says, give me the ball, I'm going to make something happen. He's at the pitch waiting for them to you know, put the ball into him so he can get a goal or get a, a threatening chance. Plus, if you think about it, those specific teams don't have the striker would end up with 25 goals. Yeah, Firmino exactly. is not this kind of player. Martial mm. is not that kind of player. So no. you need your wingers to score. And Salah is yeah. doing that. Yeah, and Aguero even. Aguero is not that, you know, he is a player that can get those goals. He came uh, back to training today, by the way. Okay. Which is yeah, he's not, quite not a good playing, update. So very important. He's the only player I would sell Kane to to buy. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. a couple, like a couple of months. So shall we go really? to the City game? Since we've been talking a lot of KDB, the City game, yeah. Which yeah. is, I mean, I'm unfair. We should call it the Leeds game. Yeah. So. Um, what a masterclass! Really interesting one. Really Bielsa doing his magic one more time. I'll let, you, I'll let you take it away with this one, because I... One, one uh, of the things that shocked me was mm -hmm. the possession. Mm -hmm. And Leeds had, I think, around uh, like 65-60%. Some point, okay. At some point, it's, it was even higher. And I really can't remember when Pepper's team had less than 50% possession. It finished at Leeds 52%. Oh, okay. Still, it's City over. 48 The finishing, but you know, yeah. for Man City to finish with less possession is outrageous. And it kind of shows, I mean, we know the backstory of uh, Guardiola going to train next to, like having yeah, Bielsa yeah. as his teacher's mentor. Yeah. Uh, and this is why everyone was really anticipating for this for this game, and it was clearly not as uh, in paper like uh, Goliath against David. 
They were very equal, and all the shots on target. Ederson, um, Ederson, yeah, he made yeah. some amazing saves. Yeah, he made a bit of a mistake for that. that yeah, but he did make. He was amazing. Like he did make a hell of a lot of saves. I think the stat is that Leeds had seven shots on target in total, and City only had two shots on target. City had 23 shots in total, yeah. and Leeds only had 12. So Leeds were 50-something percent on target, and City were oh my under 10. Yeah. And that isn't good enough, but 23 and 2. Yeah. 8-9%. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Ridiculous percentage-wise. So that's... Leeds were a lot less wasteful than City, clearly. Um, Alioski didn't actually uh, help that much, but still mm -hmm. they didn't have Harrison, so uh, I think yeah. that even without Harrison and Hernandez, they did manage to... Considering to they were two of their first 11 down, to go to a team of City's stature and... Draw 1-1 one, one was, yeah, well, City came to them, it was a home game for Leeds, but still, we all know that that, wasn't, that doesn't make much of a difference at the minute. Uh, to draw 1-1 one, one is outrageous. Yeah, I think that Leeds are definitely going to be, even even with, the, with what you've said about going worse every, like, after Christmas, I think they're yeah. going to be top half. I'm, gonna, I'm aiming for March. March. I think. Did I say February? March was my what yeah. I said in the last podcast. We'll have to listen back. But I think I do think the energy levels is a is a thing, and I do think they will drop off. I, just top, looking at Tottenham, the way they played under Pochettino, who was also a Bielsa um, disciple. They say, um, you know, he was brought into football by Bielsa. Um, they fade away, they always faded away under Pochettino in those first three seasons where they were pressing high and um, running all over the pitch. They really faded away. They stopped fading away because they stopped playing so good in the first place. Yes. <laughs> they had less to fade away from um, <laughs> uh, in the last couple of seasons. But, yeah. Another team that does that, uh, probably this year, has already started to fade away. Is Leicester. Leicester. Well, it was a strange game, wasn't it? It was. Um, but they didn't have even West, one shot on goal, did they? West Ham, like, this team shouldn't be shouldn't be playing well at all. And I thought, apparently, having David Moyes nowhere near the bench have you, is have the you way seen, to get West Ham played. There was a tweet, there was a tweet, I think I, I was laughing so funny, so hard. Uh, <laughs> they said that Moyes is the perfect example of uh, what the, the government is asking, is. work from home, yeah. and it's more effective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they lost to Arsenal with a goal mm. at the end of the game. Mm, the then up, they sorry, shocked everyone with a 4-0 against Wolves. So, say that one more time. It was Arsenal that they lost mm -hmm. to West Ham, and it was mm -hmm. a very close close one. Yeah, exactly. Then we had the 4-0 against Wolves. 
Maybe about three to Leicester. Hey, it can't be a coincidence. They're not about team. They they had a very tough run of fixtures, which is why they're not deemed to be good at FPL assets. But if you look at some of the players like Suchek and Antonio, you know, they're oh, returning in some of these games where they shouldn't be returning. So when the fixtures start getting easier, it's going to be like, well, if they can keep the pressure and keep turning the screw like they are with these good teams, you know, this relentless eight-game start, if they don't go to the teams like Burnley and say, we've got this in the bag now, um, they could actually have a very good season. I, I always thought Moyes should have stayed the season that he kept them up, 18-19. Uh, like, he came in late, kept them up, it was amazing. They got it, they then sacked him, got Pellegrini in, which was a good move in, the, you know, looking at it on the paper. But the experiment always, didn't pay off. always kept them up. He deserved the right. And they've, they've let him have it this year. And, I, yeah, he's got his team working how he wants it to work. And it's, it's going well. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, Leicester had the late goal cancelled by VAR and, and didn't have any other shots on goal. So it's not looking good for Leicester at the minute. And they've been scoring, I mean, apart from the amazing game against City. Oh, yeah, I mean... They have been scoring. They say it's not looking good. But there are so many penalties. I mean, they, they're part of the game. They, yeah. So, but they're not the team that I should back... I mean, uh, I you know, I like Vardy. And I, I yeah. had him a lot last year. But I'm yeah. not even thinking... Of getting him, Castagna no. maybe, maybe, and maybe yeah. when Pereira comes back and I see how they start playing because now they've got Justin as well, so I don't know yeah. how they're gonna handle it. Yeah, and Castagna's not playing at left back. Apparently, Justin's not. playing at left. Back, yes, which is really weird because if he started there, you would expect Pereira to get his place, and then you have yeah. those two wing backs. I'm thinking yeah. Pereira would even play further ahead when he comes back. Maybe. Maybe. Which would it's, be... Yeah, it's a very strange, strange-looking setup. They started with four at the back, five at the back as well, which I mm. thought was weird. They quickly changed it uh, when Amati went off with an injury and they brought on their new signing, Chedges Under. Yeah, the Turkish, the Turkish. Yeah. from Roma. Um, we'll say that. Um... But yeah, they didn't look. Barnes could be Barnes could be a possible like a player who you could buy, mm -hmm. but still there are so many players at that range. I don't even know. Yeah, if I think about it. Yeah, he's he's one of those people that everyone was jumping on this week. Everyone was saying this is the player you need to sign, and whenever that happens. I get a little bit anxious. So we give you our watch list, but please feel free to scrutinise and not buy players. Yeah. The idea of our podcast is that you do the opposite of what we tell you. Exactly. Because listening to other podcasts, if you do the opposite of what most of them tell you, you'd be absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. For instance, if you had listened to me by selling St. Maximan, you should have known, keep him and play him because he's going to return. Great at these connections. This is this is unbelievable. You've smoothly gone into Leicester, and now you've absolutely turned. It's a talent, a, man. A worldy, 
a worldy into a Newcastle. It's a modulation yeah. in a relative key. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was a, that was unbelievable, unbelievable. So yeah, they 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 smashed it. Callum Wilson got a penalty and uh, a goal. He's officially um, coming into my watch list. I would say. Yeah, Callum Wilson. I think when he was at Bur uh, Bournemouth two seasons ago, it was great. Bournemouth had a terrible season. It, it he didn't score. And they had a terrible season, but it was clear that it was more than just, you know, the playing that was going wrong at Bournemouth that season. There was a lot of things backroom. He's very good for this in. for this role of saving a team yeah. from relegation. Yeah, yeah. He's perfect. He, he's a yeah, he's a great player. He he you know, he worked his way into the England team, so he you know, sparks interest. He was you know, I really compare him to that sort of Danny Ings player. Quite lethal. Um, if he stays fit, has a chance to get twenty goals in a season. You know, really, yeah. really worth worth his weight in gold in some ways. But the problem is that he probably won't stay fit for Newcastle for this entire season. And the problem is Newcastle is really with ups and downs. It's yeah. not a team to trust. Unusual for a Steve Bruce team. I I liked them at the beginning. I was I was actually hoping that they would be very impressive because I was thinking of Almiron, St. Maximan, mm -hmm. those two, Fraser and uh, Wilson. Yeah. But... Big Andy Carroll. You never know what's going to happen with them. I no. mean, I'm... I know I regretted this transfer for this week, but my plan would still be the same if even if I knew because St. Maximan is a player who would go, do a really good game once per month, mm -hmm. so the rest of the month would just get two points. Yeah, because they don't even have a clean sheet. I still think you're right to to get rid of him. He did look like he was turning into the player that he was supposed to be last season, towards the end, and he is an exciting player, uh, but he's not always. He's not like Salah. You know, he, he runs up the wing and crosses the ball. He runs up he, he runs up the wing, he beats players, but it, when he gets into he doesn't get into the box as often yeah. because Newcastle will be playing with two strikers or you know, Almiron will be in and about there. So he's not that sort of Salah player. They have got a striker, they have got a focal point. He's the perfect player to get a compilation of highlights after mm -hmm. a whole year. Which is going to be spread like into ten games, ten games of the thirty-eight. Uh -huh. But that is not a reliable FBL asset. No, no. It's a player that might uh, might be nice to watch, and he might be a good bench position. But any more than that is probably a little bit uh, a little bit too risky. Yeah. And at six point five, I think he's. Is he six or six point five? He's a bit too much for us to have on the bench. He's five point five. Five point five. Maybe I mean, there's much. a price drop, I think. But uh, yeah, but still, I prefer Suchek to him, who's cheaper. Exactly. And you get probably the same amount of returns. Yeah, he's a lot more central, isn't he? Um, Suchek plays a lot more central. He's a lot more threatening from corners and set beaters. So yeah. 
We have had a question come in. Have you just seen on your phone? I just saw, yeah. Will, Will Cavani, Cavani rock in the Premier League this year? Premier League this year. He's um, one of my favourite strikers, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved him since Napoli. Yeah. With Lavetti and Hamsik. They were those three oh, amazing players. He was outrageous. He would score constantly. I think he fits with United a lot. Yeah, I feel really sad for Igalo. <laughs> I'm really sad for Igalo because he was you a shouldn't. United fan from birth. Because you know. he came back during coronavirus just to get <laughs> out of China. Just um, And now he's got to sit. He's not even getting on. You know, Martial's a winger who's been converted into what everyone was saying was a Thierry Henry style striker with beautiful sort of caressing of the ball, snaps yeah. other players. Delicate. Um, <laughs> and now he's got a... Use of you know, hands as well. Yeah. <laughs> now Agallo's got to sit behind him and Cavani. And I we think, won't be seeing Martial for a month now, so don't worry. Agallo yeah, will have I think his Cavani's chances. Cavani's going to be exciting. He is a, a player that Man United need. You know, they can't... They don't get any sort of release of pressure when they try and hoof the ball up to Martial because he's not a big target man. He's not able to to take those balls down, to hold off the players. And I really think that that's the sort of player that Man United want. Neither Rashford can do that. Yeah. So I was thinking that Rashford would take Martial's place for the next couple of games. Yeah. But it's not the same. Not the same at all. He was good. Rashford was good as a striker last year before Bruno came. True. He was very good before his back injury. Yeah. But I think that with Cavani fit, they can seriously have, even in set pieces, they can, yes, they will... more threatening set pieces. He'll be better at defending the set pieces at the other end as well. I think also, you are right, having a player like Cavani in the team will take away points from players like Rashford and Greenwood because it's like... You know, it's like having a cane on the pitch or, you know, having an Aguero on the pitch when Sterling's there. They're going to be putting it... Now I'm saying it doesn't sound quite as right. But with Salah, Mane and Firmino, Firmino is not one of those strikers. He's a Martial-type striker that yeah. will drop back, make some play and bring in Rashford and Greenwood a bit more. Whereas Cavani is definitely going to be wanting to get the goals. He's the centre of attention. Yeah, the centre of attention, the focal point and the target man. And I think that's exactly what United need. For instance, you might have Firmino have more assists than goals, but you yeah. won't have Cavani have more assists than goals. Yeah. Let's say, yeah. that as an example. What do, you reckon, what do you reckon his price will be? I would think 9.5. You'd say around the same as Martial? Maybe, yeah, 9.5. Not 10. Not 10. I mean, yeah, well, that's the thing. They had Werner in nine point five, and he was coming mm -hmm. as a superstar. Exactly, Mark, Werner came in superstar from a, a similar league in Germany. Uh, they say Cavani's coming in from France. I don't know what the fee is, but like, I don't think he's going to be the same as. He's free. Timo, free. Yeah, exactly. 
So it's not the same as Timo Werner in that respect. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in at Nine. eight on Seriously? Eight? eight. Okay, I, I wouldn't would be surprised if he comes in. To be fair, you've been more right on these than I have, but I think the, the league isn't as good. France isn't as good as in, as. The no, British but he's league. played in Italy as well. We know him. He's he yeah. He's more reliable than Werner, but to he's be honest. In France, for, uh, in France currently, <laughs> you know. I hope we'll we don't see, have we'll French see. people listening. I hope he's eight point five. I hope he's eight point five. If he's eight point five, same price as him and S. They're very similar, actually, players. Yeah. I would definitely true. sell Jimenez to Cavani. Are you kidding me? Yeah, true. True. No, I'm but afraid I'm afraid that 9.5 is going to be his price because I would pay up to 9 to get him. Okay. I think I'd like to see him come in at 8.5, but yeah, yeah 9, so, would be, 9 would be that questionable price where it's yeah. like, do I get him, do I not? And I think the Premier League is... Clever with that. So 3-0 Walcott has uh, also signed for Southampton. We've got a this is we've got a reporter on the on the site, haven't we? At the minute, uh, <laughs> it's like Sky Sports. It's great. I feel I feel really special. Yeah, we should have him online, <laughs> yeah. like too. So yeah, Theo Walcott's just gone to Southampton, which brings us round to mentioning Chair Adams, Adams will be oh man that was so clunky how do you do it so nice <laughs> Southampton West Brom they beat West Brom 2-0 and Ings didn't score that's the big news and Shea Adams didn't score <laughs> that's not big news that's ordinary every day no come on yeah this uh, this guy Musa Ginepo, um scored that nice goal um, and when I spoke to Southampton fans last year, when they signed him, they were like, "He's the new Mane. He's the new Mane. Like he is. He's really, you know, he seems to be fast, pacey. Comes in from the wing. We think, you know, he, he's going to be the new Mane. And and then he, I think he got injured, but he didn't really take off like he should have when they got him in. Um, so to see him get a goal today, yeah, over the weekend, sorry, was interesting. And having Theo Walcott come in as well might make him less likely to play. Nathan Redmond came in as well. So, yeah, I don't think he's an FPL asset. Just yet. It's good for them to get more options because when Armstrong was off or Redmond was off, they had mm -hmm. serious issues. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, and Ginepa was off, I think, when, when they played in Palace. Did he play? I don't remember. Maybe. I don't. Or if Maybe. he played, he played poorly. I don't even remember he existed in, on pitch. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing about the Saints is that they had a second clean sheet, mm -hmm. which it's more like we were expecting since last year. Yeah. But I don't know if we should really bank on it because they have some fixtures now that aren't looking that good. Yeah. So they're they're starting to turn now, aren't they? I haven't let me pull them up. They do for me seem to be a good enough team, but you are right, they're not the fixtures that are coming up aren't quite as good as they were. Uh, Chelsea, Everton, seven goal Aston Villa, and then a pretty rugged Newcastle 
and then Wolves and then Man United. Yeah, it's not so, looking very good. For clean sheets at least, at least. Just off the bottom. Yeah, third up from bottom. And another team whose defence is not as good as last year. Ooh, that was good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best. Is yeah. Sheffield. Sheffield United. Yes. Yeah, they, they played at a similar... Yeah. They playing Arsenal. Uh, David McGoldrick got the goal um, uh, against Not Arsenal, Brewster. Which, you know, stops their clean sheet. Uh, and amazingly, Nicholas Pepe came in and scored. Um, Biyako Saka as well, so for Arsenal. So uh, Saka is starting to play a bit more, so he is starting to warrant that, um, you know, price tag. He was one of those heavily considered players at the beginning of the season, and then he started playing as a left back and those sorts of player uh, areas. But he was a bit more central. This mm. a bit more in the middle of the park in this game, wasn't he? I really don't understand why Arteta is not playing with Saka on the left and Aubameyang as a striker. Yeah. They're losing so much power by having Aubameyang as a winger. It's Nketiah is not is not at that level. You saw for like fourth minute, yeah. he just had that yeah. that chance wasted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal love youth. They love youth and sadly Nketiah, for me, isn't, you know, he's nowhere near the same as Lacazette. Lacazette would have put that away. Wow. And if you don't want to play Lacazette down the middle, you've got Aubameyang, who is amazing. That, that's <laughs> where he originally middle. played in Dortmund. That's that's what his position was. Exactly, exactly. And that's the problem yeah. with him this year. Uh, mm. He He's so good as a player, he will score, mm. no matter if you play him <laughs> centre-back. But yeah. it's a waste. It's like suddenly taking uh, Son and having him as a defensive midfielder. Yeah. I find it mad that they didn't even bring Lacazette on. They took Nketiah off for Pepe, yeah. which enabled, I think, Aubameyang to play down the middle a bit. But it was still, you know, it's... It, it's, it's clearly your best it's team. Arsenal. Why, it's always Arsenal. Not reliable. They started, they had this game against Fulham. We saw mm -hmm. William, who was impressive. Mm -hmm. Have mm -hmm. you seen him since? No, he's it, just... He so unreliable. But, yeah, you're right. So unreliable. I think, you know, the biggest news to come out of Arsenal today, have you heard? Um, Is Atletico Madrid? The Gunnosaurus. And there are rumours that he might be signing for Tottenham. Uh, to come on and be a substitute mascot for, for Chirpy the Bird. And, uh, yeah, I think I think they might, Tottenham might have put out some, some pictures saying that they signed Gunnosaurus. But I think if you get... There was a really good tweet that said if they got the Gunnosaurus, the same agent as Chupo Motang, Motang um, he's just gone from PSG to Bayern Munich, if they got them the same agent, the Gunnosaurus could be in the next Jurassic Park movie, you know? He could, he could go on to big things. Uh, I'm really sad that... This is know. just from a Spurs fan. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm really sad that the Gunnosaurus is gone. They, there's <laughs> a... I don't know, we've got five more minutes for the transfers, but 
I think that Thomas Partey is gonna go to Arsenal after all. Yeah. It's a done He's deal there. and it's only the paperwork that's left. He's got a release clause of 45 million, hasn't he? He's um, not a player for the FPL. He's kind of like a Thiago for Liverpool. It's a panic buy. But... I know I'm a Spurs fan, I'm unbiased, but it's a panic buy. He's, he isn't uh, a solid player in the centre of the park. He, he makes mistakes. He, you know, he's not, uh, you know, Atletico's, you know, destroyer as such. And I think it's just to appease the fans, really. It's just to give fans yeah, something, something to, to celebrate. Um, which is really sad for Arsenal, I think, because they've got the cash, you know. They built their stadium 12 years ago now, and they've been trying to pay off the stadium for you know, that. No, it must be more than 12 years. It must be like 15 now. Yeah. Um, but they've got the money. You've got Ozil sat on the bench who they're paying 350, 380 million pounds a week for. This is a joke. And he's still, he's still there. He hasn't gone. So, yeah, I think Arsenal have got some problems. In that but, yeah, they're they unreliable, like the other London mm. team, like Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's upsetting me for Arsenal is that so many people were... Neutrals have been tipping Arsenal to finish above know, higher in, in the Champions League spots this season because they like Arteta, they think he plays good football, and I completely agree with those points. But Arsenal finished below Spurs in eighth position last season, and Spurs have signed six players that all enhance first team positions. Um, an essential second striker, a decent centre midfield. Who's played? Who's made the most passes in the Premier League so far this year? Uh, Gareth Bale have a good left back. They've they've made six decent signings, and Arsenal have made one and a half by re-signing by signing Aubameyang on a 350k plus per week contract. You know, William is have they signed anyone else apart from this party? And he was free. William was free. Yeah. They didn't even they've, pay him. Arsenal have signed nowhere near the same amount of players and they're all the fans are predicting Arsenal will finish above Spurs this year yeah. so we'll see we'll see how that happens at the end of the season but, I think the only um, thing that they can do well which I, I honestly believe it and they do it well is mm-hmm. beat better clubs than them they have this mentality mm-hmm. that they're not the losers against mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. that's why they've beat Liverpool and City and the and crucial games against Chelsea. But when they go against, I mean, even with Sheffield United, they almost drew at the end. Sheffield United yeah. had a big chance at the end. It's it's kind of yeah, yeah. trying to kill they themselves. Do up, don't they? Um, so yeah, about so Chelsea, Chelsea Chelsea had a fine Chelsea. game against Palace. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be that bad, that bad for Palace. It was a good game. From an FPL perspective, it was really sad to see how badly Werner was and how badly he played and how he wasn't central in any way, shape or form. And he wasn't going anywhere near the ball in terms of penalties. He wasn't 
uh, he made Chilwell look really good. <laughs> you know, he he left the ball to run through to Chilwell. You know, Chilwell came in, scored the goal, uh, and Chilwell did a good corner assist for Zuma, and he let you know he was wider than Chilwell at certain points, and every pass Werner played was backwards. Like that's probably an overstatement, but he'd get the ball and he'd just go safe pass back. He would never go, I'm going to run at this player because um, that's not the sort of player he is. He's, I, I think he's a, he'll run onto a ball and s score, but he's not going to be the person, the winger that beats players on the wing and crosses the ball in. That's not what he wants to be doing. And if he is going to beat a player, that's not where he wants to be beating the player. You know? I don't know what the problem with Chelsea is. I feel like they they don't have a plan. They don't they really know what they have to do. It's kind of yeah. running around the ball. Like, uh, yeah. And it might improve when Pulisic comes back, when mm -hmm. Ziyech, of course. If mm -hmm. if Havertz gets uh, like adjusted to the to this Premier yeah, yeah. League because he's completely he off, better. he looked he better. Better, yeah, but still, they lack this kind of purpose, yeah. and I wonder when when Pulisic comes back, is Werner going to go as a striker? Hopefully, for them. That's the thing. They need to be playing. If Werner's playing, he needs to be either a central striker alone, or one of two. With Giroud. And with Giroud or Abraham. Abraham was a bit wasteful, but. They, it needs to be a, a partnership with Werner. Werner on the left isn't working. They can't um, have two strikers. No way. No way. Because they'll have to sacrifice wanna... Havertz. Yeah. Because they'll have Ziyech and Pulisic at the sides. And they won't so, have a playmaker. So, yeah. I mean, it's not my concern. I don't care. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just from an FPL point of view. They got a clean sheet. And James didn't play for the first time. They got a so, clean sheet and two defenders scored and one defensive yeah. midfielder scored. So yeah. it was the only game out of the 38 that you should back up the defence for Chelsea. Which is outrageous because they've been rubbish for the past <laughs> uh, season. You know, Lampard has been tasked with making the defence better and what he decided to do was to buy strikers. <laughs> but if there was one exactly. team that would not score against them, it had to be Palace. Palace. Yeah. Especially yeah, with I Zaha mean, being in such a bad mood once more. Yeah. I, I mean, Chelsea did very well to beat Palace four 0 It was a very, it was a shock scoreline in my opinion. I didn't expect Chelsea to win because um, Palace have been in very good form, but they they eased past and. You know, they did they played very well. It was a good good game for Chelsea. Um the other team that scored four goals on that day was Everton and Brian Over Albion. And we sort of brushed over how great Rodriguez and Calvert Lewin were. But I think also Decore was very good in that Decore game. Decore is very good. Mm. I agree. I agree. They I would have even thought of their defence as assets, if not for Pickford. Yeah, because even yeah. in good days for the defence, there will always be something that Pickford will do and ruin mm -hmm. it. So yeah. from middle, from the middle and ahead, 
even without Alan, who's an amazing player and has yeah. fitted perfectly in their team, they're yeah. so good. Richardson was off, it didn't really matter. No, I mean, he was injured, wasn't he? He was yeah. out. Iwobi is not, nothing close, nothing no. close to that. He was not very good. I mean, he was running, he had the assist, yes, but he was so, he wasted yeah. so many chances yeah, or more. Exactly. And they were playing against Brighton, who, it's a funny thing about Brighton. We've said so many good things, but they've lost almost every game, apart from the Newcastle yeah. one. Yeah, I agree with you. We've been praising yeah, they, them, and they've been conceding three, 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 and four now. I mean, it's four. it's a great it's a great way to play that they've got under Graham Potter. You know, they play attractive football. Um, it does look worrying, though, doesn't it, for them? You know, they don't they don't look safe at the back, even though they've got great defenders: Ben White, um, Tarek Lamptey playing well. They play three Dunn in the back. Lewis Dunk. Dunk is good, yeah. a good goalkeeper. Very worrying. Yeah, it's and I think it should feel bad for them to be uh, happy because they're mm. playing well, but they're losing almost every game they're yeah. playing. It's if this is their yeah. their limit, then they should probably reconsider. Yeah, I mean, the let's admit, Everton were on, they shouldn't have won. You know, they, Everton are very good at the minute. Everton, um, yeah, it's good. Everton, Chelsea and Man United. We have to admit that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But still, I don't know, I'm not convinced, even though like, I got Trossard, uh, because I thought that he's so unlucky, at some point mm. this will break, it will, it will bounce back. But I don't know, I would, I would not, I've got Ryan... I would not go for another defender. Even Lamptey being so impressive, attacking, attackingly, he's got three assists, I think. Yeah. But he's not a player that I would aim for. You know, there was no, that rumour that Bayern wanted him. Yeah. God. We, yeah, that hasn't happened, luckily, for them. Um, the other player, I think, uh, Basuma, at 4.5 million as a regular starter... I think he's going to get five five goals a season. Yeah, you know, I think he's he's on the edge of the box at all times, and I think that's a very uh, dangerous place for him to be. So I really like him being in that position. I think he's going to get some points and some goals this season. So at four point five, I think he's a very good value midfielder. Um, Just to mention that uh, Partey is uh, the transfer to Arsenal has been completed. They paid the 50 million euro clause and he's coming on with Mag uh, Gabriel, William and Alex Runerson. I don't oh, even know. Gabriel, yeah. Runerson, the goalkeeper. Sorry. Yeah. Gabriel. Good signing, Gabriel. I give, I give Arsenal that. He was a good signing. Um, so that's the latest yeah. transfer we've got. Rafinha also, who went from Rennes to Leeds, Rennes, Rennes, Rennes to Leeds, um, uh, for seventeen million. It's a very interesting signing for Leeds. Yeah, um, but they got that Belgian star, the Doku. Rennes. So that. Oh yeah, yeah. 
And uh, another transfer that had to do with an English team, it was Douglas Costa, was linked to Wolverhampton. He went to Bayern. Bayern. Yes. So maybe there was a reason he was not accepting a move to Wolves. Yeah. But Juventus got another amazing player instead uh, by sending him to uh, Bayern and it's Federico Chiesa from Fiorentina. So he's he's great. I've got a a random game that I'm playing with some German friends called OSM and I started with Fiorentina and it's it's one of those manager games where you Mm. play daily a game against another player uh, and yeah, he's really good. On that for me. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> Which one? I think we haven't mentioned since since we had Douglas Costa. We need to mention the Wolves. Ah, yeah, one nil with uh, no returns for Jimenez. Everyone expected like a three four nil, which is yeah. not typical for Wolves anyway. I mean, they just scored two, yeah. and that's it for them. And they always score in second half. Have you noticed that last year? That mm-hmm. happened constantly. Yeah, Jimenez had two chances, two big chances. Yeah, Areola was really good. Yeah, I agree with that. He was there was good. literally nothing in the ticker until half time. The game starts, then it's half time in the ticker. It's almost like the first part of the game didn't happen. Yeah. They should have just started from half time. But yeah, Petroneto, who everyone was ignoring for Podence, uh, got the goal. I had doubled up in their attack, Podence and yeah. Jimenez, and of course it was Neto who scored. Exactly. It's very it's very interesting. I think it's always interesting to... The person who has just played well always gets the plaudits. Yeah. And not the person... You know, I always find that the teams tend to see that player playing well who, you know, if they're scouting for the next game week, they see that player playing well and they mark them twice as hard and they see what their game is about and they try and make sure they don't play their game. Yeah. And that then allows the opposite player, or the player who's not been tipped to play well, to play well, which I think is one of the, you know, curses of fantasy football. But also, if you can predict it right, you can pick up on these players like Neto when everyone's expecting potents to do well. What's happening with Wolves this year is strange. They are mm. in... Um, I find that they don't even know what, what's happening. They're kind of trying to sort out what the new era is going to be. First of yeah. all, Saiz was playing as a left back. Yeah. He was... Mad. I don't know. Are they going to keep him like that? Because, of course, we know now that uh, Vinagre is assigned to Olympiacos. So uh, we know he's not part of the Premier League anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcel probably will take his place. So what's going to happen with the with the size? Is he going to go back to centre half? What's going on with Traore? Is mm-hmm. he going to be swapping with Neto and Podence? Is he uh, not going to be play? He played only for eight to ten minutes. Yeah. Why? What, did they consider that the game against Fulham is so easy and they don't need to... Mm. Like it, it's it's strange. Yeah. 
Moutinho is out of the team as a as a starting player. I understand that he's getting old. That makes sense. Yeah. But for the rest, it's it it doesn't fit. And it's a team it's, that I really like and I admire yeah. the way that they're playing. And suddenly they're completely without any, you know, plan. Yeah, I agree. As a stock, like if you were looking at it like stocks and shares, these guys would be very uncertain at the minute. And their, their price would be falling because it's a change. And you're not entirely certain that the ship is going to be steered in the right direction yeah. at the end of this. So looking at it purely from a, you know, an analytical perspective, I'd say that they are, they've changed so much about their team in this transfer window. It's, it's not necessarily been a great window for them currently because they've got a lot of players to gel in and to mold in and to, to teach the way that they do. Yeah. Um, They've got a very specific style, you know, similar to Liverpool, where they lots of high pressing, high energy in certain ways, uh, traps that will work very well. But you're not quite sure what balls you're getting at the minute. So from an FPL perspective, I think defensively they're a bit worrying. Yeah. Um, you know, they haven't conceded against Fulham, which is is you know it's Fulham who we are expecting to be a bit of a bogey team. Um, uh, what they called a team that doesn't play well, um, bus team or something. There's a word for it. I can't remember it. Um, but yeah, we don't expect them to be good defensively, and their attack isn't quite gelling either. They've made some big changes there as well. So we will just wait and see. Yeah. Uh, and when they start pulling together some results, maybe jump on them, but maybe wait and see. Jimenez. Should be getting goals. It's just the fact that they had such a good run of fixtures, and Mm. everyone was waiting for that. But apparently, we should be a bit more patient. And yeah, just they don't just need a good run of fixtures; they need a great run of fixtures. Because to to only beat Fulham one nil, whipping boys—that's the word I was looking (laughs) for—the whipping boys of the league. Um, To only beat them one nil is yeah, a bit worrying. It's not (laughs) successful. Yeah. Maybe maybe Fulham are fixing their defence, you know, it's, it could be six or one half a dozen. Mitrovic years. was not bad actually. And he mm-hmm. he almost had an assist. It was it yeah. a, uh, who was it? Who if he just had a good finish, that would be a, mm-hmm. a goal, an equalizer. Um but he's the only player that you would kind yeah. of I don't know. They've got two more games that I probably will wait and have him in my team or yeah. I'm going to sell him now and he's he's the pookie of this year yeah. and he hasn't got anywhere near the same amount of points at this start this stage of the season no so. because <laughs> he doesn't have a Cadwell playing for him yeah yeah true. the midfield of, of Fulham is really bad have we forgotten any other teams I think we've done it we've oh my god done it Chelsea Crystal Palace, Everton, Brighton, Leeds, Manchester City, Newcastle, Burnley, and... Ah, Burnley. We didn't mention Burnley, Burnley actually. We mentioned Newcastle. But Burnley is kind of a disappointment. The team that was so solid 
at the defense mm. last year with 15 clean sheets. Was it for 14, yeah. 15? For Pope. Yeah, 15, 14, I think. Oh, yeah, we, we briefly mentioned them and Taylor. Taylor, it's funny, but this year Taylor might be, because I like him a lot, I, I, I was watching him last year, he might have more attacking returns than defensive ones. Yeah. Because he's crossing his crosses are actually very very good he's a great player I, it's I really just like that him. Wood is out of sort I think they're not fit you know they've played one less game than everyone else and maybe for them um, it counts I mean you could say the same about Aston Villa but <laughs> you know they're in the same position as Aston Villa and Aston Villa have come out firing and Burnley have not quite yeah, been but Aston Villa has, has done a couple of transfers that are that counted and Burnley yeah. have just Gotten Stevens, exactly. like was it Stevens from Brighton Hove Albion, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, but they got rid of Jeff Hendrick. Yeah, it was much quicker than last week. Um, should we just should we just run through the transfers then? Yes, let's do it and call it cool. a day. Let's do that. Call it a night. And uh, yeah, so the we mentioned up to the first of October in the last game in the last uh, podcast. Uh, we've got the 2nd of October, uh, Tottenham signed Carlos Vinicius from Benfica. Uh, Sheffield, who's expected to be a backup striker, not really much going in that respect. Um, he might start playing, who knows? You he's, never know. If, if Kane keeps playing that kind of role of a playmaker, he might, he might yeah, play alongside. He might buy another striker. <laughs> We'll have to wait another two years to buy a striker. Um, Rian Brewster is quite an interesting one from Liverpool to Sheffield United for 23.5 million. He is a 4.5 million striker. And there aren't... Keenan Davis is the only other one that's playing regularly. Mm. Uh, well, Keenan Davis is coming on as a sub for Aston Villa occasionally and picking up one point. So he's the only other consideration, in my opinion. But Rian Brewster... At four point five, is looking good. Like if Sheffield United need a good striker, and if he comes in and starts playing, this is a guy that people are going to need to get into their FPL teams because it enables so many other yeah. um, options. But if to have a one playing striker at four point five that you can have on your bench with a four four two formation and not worry if he's going to come off and score, he really is like a you know last year's Jordan Ayew. That sort of player that really enables you to or a spend that money elsewhere, or a Greenwood, yeah, exactly. Or a Martinelli, mm -hmm. sensible. Ah, oh, we lost you again. So yeah, the, uh, the Brewster transfer uh, was done during the weekend, but he wasn't eligible to play against Arsenal. He wasn't done on time, so we might see him for the first time in two weeks. So the latest uh, is obviously Cavani and Teyes from Porto. They needed a, a left back and a striker so they got him in Man United. And uh, we've got Partey to Arsenal. And what else? We said we had Southampton. Whoa, there we go, live on air. Yes. <laughs> so I went backwards because I didn't have the order from 2nd of October. So 
So I just named okay. the, the four last ones that we had. The two okay. United ones, the Arsenal one, uh, Partey, and uh, what was it? Southampton? Who did they get? Uh, Southampton signed Theo, 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 Theo Walcott. Yeah. Okay, um, so keep going from the 2nd of October. 2nd of October. Very sorry about that, guys. Um, so, they... Where are we? It's Real Brewster, Liverpool, Jeffrey United. Vladimir Kufal from Slavia Prague to West Ham. This interests me because... The giant. It's the same... Sort of place where they signed Suchek from, I think. Yeah. I think it was Slavia Prague. It was Czech. I think so. the Czech league where they signed Suchek from. And he's clearly recommended his mate. So now they've got another guy come over and could be a, a decent player. Uh, Wesley Fofana has also signed for Leicester from Saint Etienne. Um, could also be interesting, but wait and see, I think, on those yeah. ones. Um, and what else do we have? So yeah, in terms of Premier League... Third of October. Is, what are you going with? You, you, what have you done? You've done um, the transfer deadline day ones going backwards. Rafinha, Theo Walcott, Edinson Cavani, Alex Tellers. Yep. And then Ben Godfrey. Oh, yeah. Ben Godfrey, I think, is a good signing for Everton. I think he's going to come in spray some passes he could get some assists if he gets you know his passes right he's a really really good player he's really going to help um rodriguez and richarlison who have got the ability to take that ball down um and they you know they run into space he can make those passes and uh he's quite like aldeverald was when aldeverald first came to spurs it's a really good signing for everton it's just whether or not he can defend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he could be could be a very good player. Other than that, there's not really much to mention. You've got players going out uh, that I don't think anyone should have if they've been listening to this podcast, like Sessegnon, um, um, who else? Vinagre, uh, Matteo Genduzzi. <laughs> uh, My favourite. I have. All these players have left the league, so get them out of your team. Um, and yeah, I think that covers everything. I think it does. I think we should do a, another one at the weekend. Yes, because we won't have break, a pre-game. Maybe rounding up. Uh, yes, the next one, and then we will have next week another yeah. one for the pre-game five. Exactly. And I think it's the last opportunity for people to join our league. Join our league, yeah. So we've got a league, 50, mil, 50 million? <laughs> <laughs> 50 pounds for the winner. <laughs> Christ. Uh, it's late here. I'm just letting you know it's uh, half, half past 12, 12 yeah. Um, so yeah, 50 pounds for the winner. Um, please join. Please get tell your friends to join. Um, You'll see the code, the password for the at the at all the the posts of exactly. you know wherever you find the pods. Um, mm -hmm. We're glad you joined us today. Yeah, feel free to get in contact with us as well if you want to ask any questions. If you're listening and you don't know us, um, you know you picked us up off of a Twitter post or something like that. Contact us on Twitter. I'm Rotten Tenor. Uh, that's my at at Twitter. 
What's your attitude to Yannick? I'm not going to even mention my name. And it's it's those Greek. I don't even remember what what it is. I think it's it's my it's name. A it's, complex. It's Greek Yan, yeah. Name. It's a complex Greek. Yannis uh, Yanopoulos. Yeah, that's it. I <laughs> I underscore Yanopoulos. Yeah. Anyway, just find Rob okay. and then and then tell him to contact me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Drop us a message. Or you can um, find you, know, you can find me as a leader of our our league. I mean, you can always look for the first. And yeah. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> he, he's somewhere at the top of the. The team. moaning winner. Yeah. He, that's that's my team for next year. Six teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for joining us on Uzo Radio. Yeah. We'll see you next Good time. Look forward to seeing you next time. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.